0: Tommy, hit me with it. <laughs> That's right. We're talking about week eight,
1: eight, eight.
0: Buy a ticket for the whole seat, but you'll only need the
1: eight. The ocho.
0: <laughs> god, That's I can't.
1: Spanish for eight. I
0: can't. I can't do that voice. Oh god. Oh, I think I'm gonna die. Oh crap anyway we're ta-
1: that's German for 8
0: Okliptenstein Ach- that's German for I don't know what how to speak German alright so let's, let's kick it off before Tommy gets more upset with us Next, so we're talking about our week 8 predictions there's a couple of weird ones on the map uh, but we're going to go ahead and, and get started with so we're going to go ahead and get started with those ugh ugh my voice is still fucking up my mind right now. Anyway, Houston, at Navy. Andrew, huge proponent of Navy, but Houston is good. Uh, who do you got in this matchup?
1: Uh, this is not your normal Navy team. They really struggled this year in a lot of places. They're 2-4 and four and just not looking like what we really are used to seeing with Navy. So I think Houston wins
2: this game.
0: All right, Artem, you also got Houston?
2: Yeah, Navy lost to a pretty pathetic SMU team, so I got Houston in
0: this one. Oh, come on, don't go bashing on SMU. Tommy, you also got Houston?
3: Uh, I do. I also think it's pretty hilarious that Navy is averaging 28.0 points per game and Houston is giving up 28.0 points per game. So uh, look for Navy to score exactly 28 points this week and still lose.
0: I'm looking to see at the end of the year if Navy has a better record than we do. That's what I'm looking for. But right now, I'm picking Houston in this matchup. They've also got a star defensive end whose name I can't recall, who I'm really looking forward to see perform in this matchup because he's going to be making a lot of tackles. All right, next up, Arizona at UCLA. So UCLA burst Tommy's bubble last week when they actually managed to win uh, then they beat your parlay of a lossless Nebraska and a lossless UCLA. This week, they're going up against Arizona, who has been the biggest disappointment in a quarterback, Khalil Tate, who has just fallen apart in a in what was expected to be a Heisman season for him. So, Tommy, I'll start with you since they beat up your parlay. Who do you got in this matchup?
3: Yeah, um, and they won in a big way, so kudos to – UCLA, um, as much as it pains me to say that. uh, I think Arizona does win this, though. I I think it's a a one-time deal. I think UCLA, uh, as they've shown in the first couple games, they're not super disciplined, really easy to get on a high horse and then be knocked right back down. Arizona's still playing with a lot of heart. Uh, Players are definitely still bought in. Uh, to the system as much as Khalil Tate's been a little bit of a disappointment the the team as a whole is still playing reasonably well uh, outside of the defense but nobody in the Pac-12 is really playing great defense right now
0: fascinating are you sure you're not thinking of Arizona State because it sounds like you're talking about Arizona State oh uh, anyway Artem who do you got in this matchup
2: y'all are shitting all over Tate it's not Tate's fault it's Kevin Sumlin and his big old pal, Noam Zoni, who decide that every quarterback needs to be a pocket passer like Peyton Manning. Mac Brown has had a similar system. He got fired from Texas for that. Um, however, because of that, I think UCLA is going to take this one. I think um, the Kevin Sumlin offense and the offensive coordinator are forcing him to be something he's not. Hashtag 2018. We don't do that. If the guy's a runner, let him run. Um, honestly, I have no idea how they're going to handle this one because Khalil Tate actually got hurt last game and Rich Rodriguez's son is the starting quarterback now because they tried out two other guys and he just seemed like he seemed to be moving the ball better. So i look to see more of him, but I don't think he's going to have enough to beat UCLA. So UCLA.
0: Okay. Well, all right. Fair enough. Just be basically because you don't like Arizona's coach, Andrew, who you got in this matchup?
1: I think UCLA wins. Khalil Tate being hurt is going to play a big role. You know, Rich Rod's son with his first start on the road. Plus, they both played Cal, and Arizona beat Cal 24-17, to and UCLA beat Cal 37-7. to So I think UCLA is going to win.
0: Oh, my gosh. Numbers come into play here. I'm just,
1: all- every property is, As I say, everyone knows the transitive property is 100% correct all the time.
0: Yeah, that's why UCF is our national champion, as we talked about earlier today. Yep. (laughs) All right. I am also taking UCLA because I I really don't have a reason. I I just feel like now that they've got their first win, they've bursted the bubble, they're kind of going to go on a roll at the end of the season. But we'll see. Next up, Oregon at Washington State. So Oregon obviously coming off of a big upset over another Washington team, now going on the road to face Washington State. I, I really I don't have much to say about Washington State. Andrew, you're a big fan of everything they do. What can you tell us?
1: So I was going to pick Oregon because I think they're going to be riding high coming off that Washington win. But I'm looking at the, the numbers and looking at some of the games they've played. And... A, Washington State's a three-point favorite (laughs) with a 61.5% chance of winning um, on ESPN's FPI. This is also the first time that College Game Day will ever be in Pullman, so awesome. Congratulations, Cougars. But uh, I think I'm probably going to stick with Oregon. I think they've gotten rolling. They've gotten kind of back into what they wanted to do, and I think the win over Washington will really kind of buoy them into the next step and kind of... Set them up, really, to be maybe the favorite to take the, the North?
0: Maybe. Uh, you are so cautiously optimistic about this whole scenario. Uh, well, now that Stanford's lost, it's a distinct possibility. Oh, uh, Tommy, who do you got in this matchup?
3: You know, uh, Andrew did highlight the thing. Uh, I wanted to talk about most, and that's that the Washington State flag will be flying over game day in Pullman at home for the first time ever. I don't think the importance of that fact on this game can be understated and how important it is. Also, Gardner Minshew is literally putting up video game numbers right now. He's averaging 403 passing yards a game throwing the ball all over the place, which, you know, Mike Leach loves to do. But I think that's the difference in this game. I think they continue to throw the ball wherever they want to. And the one or two stops Oregon gets is not going to be enough uh, to the three or four stops that Washington State gets.
0: Okay, yeah. I feel kind of disappointed in myself that I didn't remember that it's going to be in Pullman this year, which is a huge deal for Washington State. Congratulations to them. They've been flying that flag forever. Artem, who do you got in this matchup?
2: Hmm. Well, from what I see, it's going to be a crisp 69 degrees in Pullman. I also see that Washington hasn't really played anybody, and they lost to a semi-crappy USC team whereas Oregon's played top 25 teams the last three weeks. Both Cow. teams are giving up. You're going to count. How? And they were ranked 24 at the time. Maybe that caused a slide. hmm Oregon's putting up slightly more points and also allowing sli- slightly more points. <sighs> go Ducks. I'm going to go with Oregon on this one. It's going to be a crazy shootout.
0: You are such a tease, Artem. Um, I'm also picking Oregon. I'm not going to overcomplicate it. I just think that overall they are a better team. I'm really happy for Was- Washington State that they're getting this honor to have game day come to their campus for the first time ever. But I just don't think their defense is set up the way it's going to stop Oregon, and I think that Oregon will win in a shootout. Or we'll have a TCU – Texas Tech situation, but I still think Oregon will win. Next up, Memphis at Mizzou. So a top tier running game against a top tier passing game. Obviously, Mizzou lost to Alabama last weekend. Uh, that ha- tends to happen when you play Alabama. And Memphis lost to UCF. So both of these teams lost to the national championship team last week. Uh, Artem, who do you got in this matchup?
2: Well, as the Mizzou fans would tell you, we only lost by 29, so technically that's a win.
0: Technically. But
2: Memphis only lost by one to a number 10 UCF team who are national champion from last year. So both played national champions their last game. <sighs> Another tough pick here, but I'm going to go with Mizzou.
0: Okay, Tommy, do you agree with Artem on this one?
3: You know, I'm actually going to go out on a limb and say that Memphis is going to win this, and I really think it comes down to the fact that Drew Locke is thrown six picks on the year. Uh, they're pretty turnover-prone as, as a team. Their defense is obviously solid, and they did a good job against Alabama last week for at least the first half, but... I think Memphis ends up winning this one.
0: Okay. Andrew, who you got?
1: Well, I'm not really sure. I was going to go with Mizzou, but I'm looking at the numbers. Now I kind of want to go with Memphis, mainly because Mizzou's defense is absolutely horrific. <laughs> um, but then also you look at a Memphis team that lost to fucking Tulane.
0: So,
1: um, come back to me. I'm going to go get a
0: coin. Okay. Well, I'm going to Google it. I'm going to take, while Andrew figures that out, I'm going to take Memphis. I actually did put a fair bit of thought into this, but I guess my main rationale is I think that Mizzou is going to be coming off a high playing Alabama, kind of like Artem talked about where a lot of teams will get up for one game and then skip over their next game. And I think that's going to be a situation where M- Mizzou's going to be coming off that Bama game, and they're not not—they're going to be lacking energy, and they're going to be lacking focus after that kind of tough loss. Also, I just don't think the defense is there for Mizzou. It hasn't really been there all year, and Drew Locke has not had the resounding season I think people were expecting him to have. So, yeah, I, I just don't see it for Mizzou. I got Memphis in this one. Andrew, you got your coin?
1: Yeah. All right. Uh, heads, Mizzou. Tails, Memphis. All right, Mizzou.
0: Okay, there you go, everybody. Going to the tried and true Tommy method. I don't know.
1: I was say, does it? Does Tommy have the best record out of all of us, anyway? Yeah, but yeah.
0: he he stopped using <laughs> the coin after, and that was like after he got his record going. Uh. Next up, so I'm going to let you choose if you want to stick with the coin method on this one, Andrew. We got Vandy at Kentucky. Uh, These are both teams that are surprisingly kind of battling for the SEC East. Uh, Vandy fell recently, so I don't think they've got much going on, but they could definitely challenge Kentucky on the road. Um, Kentucky obviously coming off of a loss to Texas A&M. They're looking to get back on their feet. They're looking to kind of get – get going and prove that they can still be a contender in the East. So, it's Andrew, who do you got in this matchup?
1: Uh, I think it's Kentucky because I don't think Vandy's very good at
0: Oh, no. Alrighty. Artem, you agree with Andrew?
2: Absolutely. I think uh, Kentucky's going to be pretty pissed. I think they have a good running game. And Benny Snell is going to be using his uh, little mouthpiece spinner a lot in this
0: one. <laughs> I forgot about that mouthpiece. That thing is awesome. Tommy, you also picking Kentucky? Well, I'm picking Kentucky. I'm not sure what's going on with Tommy. Yes. Tommy is also picking Kentucky. We are all picking Kentucky. Let's see if that sticks. That trend sticks with Mississippi State at LSU. So cowbell going on the road after a big upset of Auburn. All right, wait, no, sorry, they did just upset Auburn, but uh, there was a, I forget who did Mississippi State play last week. I don't know. Anyway, LSU just beat Georgia, big upset. Anyway, I'm picking LSU because I. I'm picking LSU always. Tommy, who do you got in this matchup? I Artem, who do you got in this matchup?
2: Well, if you're on the ESPN website, you see something very surprising. You see an Alabama fan writing a lot. Like, I didn't know they taught him that much. But he says LSU has a shot. So I'm going to go with that because Alabama hates LSU and usually think they're dumb. So... Uh, also, L-
3: Logan, Mississippi State's coming off a bye week.
0: That's why you're confused. That's why I'm confused. Well, they did beat Auburn the week before that, I believe, though. Or am right. I? Okay, good. I was like, I thought I was losing my mind. But anyway, so Andrew, are you agreeing with everyone else here? Are we all pick an LSU. Yeah. Which is a shame because you really haven't had much use for your cowbell as of re- as of late.
1: Yeah, you
0: know, they started hot then just kind of All right, so I'm feeling a similar trend with this next game. Uh, I'm just going to go ahead and say it. Cincy at Temple, I'm picking Cincy. I'm really not putting too much thought into it because really I'm just sitting here watching the halftime for the New York Knicks where this guy is standing on like 15 chairs. So, Andrew, who you got?
2: Cincinnati.
0: Artem, who do you got?
2: I'm going to Cincinnati because they're undefeated, but they can't look past Temple because they're three and out in conference too. So close one, Cincinnati.
0: And Tommy, are you breaking us up or are you just taking Cincinnati? Sexy. Okay. Next up, another one that I feel like I have a general guess of what people are gonna pick. Bama coming off the big win against Missouri going on the road against Tennessee who just upset Auburn on the road. Um, (laughs) I'm betting this because it's a rivalry game and it's a big deal. And I think some Alabama fans are worried after Tennessee beat Auburn that theoretically Tennessee could get up and play a really good game against Alabama. But let's be real. It's Alabama and it's a Tennessee team that really hasn't done much Uh, to be excited about i'm picking bama tommy do you care to surprise me
3: uh no but you know they did congrats to them for beating auburn that was a big one but the prior two weeks in a row they lost to sec opponent opponents by 26 points each game so
2: let's not get too high on them yet
0: all right artem any surprises from you
2: I don't know if you guys saw that win. That was, you know, a really big win against an Auburn team that's been tanking. So that's almost like beating a big 12 foe. They probably should have beaten them by more than six. So I think this 29-point spread is not big enough. Go, Bama. You what know, it's you say? Roll, roll tide.
0: There we go, roll tide. Oh, there you go. Uh, it's funny you say that because my dad had the exact same reaction Where when I told him that. He's like, Really? I didn't see that game. What happened? Andrew, uh, do you believe in Tennessee? No. Okay. Well, that's simple enough. All right. Next up. So, game we might actually have something to talk about here. Michigan at Michigan State. Big rivalry. Michigan State just upset Penn State. Michigan beat Wisconsin. Two teams – Well, I think Michigan's got a more serious run at the conference and the playoff, but Michigan state's always looking for a chance to piss off Michigan. So anything could happen. I'm picking the Wolverines in this one. I I think they're a better team overall. And I think that they could still potentially make a run at the playoff. And with that in mind, they're going to come into this game really fighting. But Andrew, you might have a different perspective. Who do you got in this matchup?
1: Um, well, I was going to say Michigan because I think they're going to be on a high coming off their big win. but And I kind of gave up on Michigan State after the Northwestern loss when they came out one. won. Last week, Michigan's a 68.9 favorite and a 7-point favorite in the spread. Michigan plays really, really good defense. But we've seen this game. has been kind of crazy the past couple of years. I still think Michigan wins it, but I think
2: it's a really close game.
0: All right, Artem, who do you got?
2: You got the Wolverines in this one.
0: Oh dang! This is the third. This is the fifth one in a row. Tommy, do you also have Michigan?
3: You know, I think I made a comment earlier that I don't think Michigan State's that good, and I also talked about how Penn State's been playing with fire with fourth quarter comebacks and you know coaching themselves into a hole, kind of like what Notre Dame's been doing. Playing with fire. So it was only a matter of time before somebody beat Penn State. And I, I don't think it's because Michigan State's that good. Also, Michigan's got the best defense in the country for, what is this, the third straight year in a row. Uh, so I, I don't think this really is a game unless Michigan really, really chokes. So I'm going to go with Big Blue on this one.
0: All right. Wow. Well, I mean, this is not a lot of diversity in our picks this week. That is six teams that we have just been all on the same page on. So let's see if we stick that way. The last game on the map, NC state at Clemson. So NC state going on the road to a contender with Clemson. Obviously NC state's pulled a couple of big upsets against Clemson in the past, but we're just going to have to wait and see. Cause uh, NC state has a way of falling apart when they need to be, when they need it the most. So, Tommy, who do you got in this matchup?
3: Oh, Clemson.
0: All right, Artem. Uh, okay. <laughs> sorry, sorry for cutting you off. I didn't expect there to be much explanation there, Tommy. Go ahead.
3: Well, I mean, NC State is 5-0. and So let, let's put that in there. And they've won most of their games very handily. Outside of Boston College, it's double digits. So, yeah, they haven't played anybody, but they've also soundly beat everybody. So, you know, give them a chance, but I think not playing a, a tough team right now will really show up that they haven't, you know, been able to shore up those holes uh, in their their game plan and their, their strategy that comes from playing better, well-organized, and more talented teams. And I think it shows here. And Clemson's not the team you want to learn about those holes
2: playing against.
0: Okay. Artem, do you need as much thought in on that one?
2: Well, it looks like uh, both teams had a bye week last week, so hopefully this is going to be a good one. It's going to be an unpopular opinion, but I'm going to pick NC State in this one just because uh, they got Finley, and I think he just has more experience in big games than Trevor Lawrence does. I think Trevor Lawrence shit his pants against Texas A&M, and they subbed him out, and they had to bring in uh, Bryant to, to make up for it to be able to win the game, so – I don't think he has what it takes to win this game.
0: Okay. Fair enough. Andrew, at least Artem's breaking up the monotony, but uh, are you going to side with NC State on this one and piss off Elizabeth, or are you going with Clemson?
1: So Clemson has won six straight in this matchup. Dave Doran's never beaten Clemson. And in fact, since 2000, NC State's only won this game three times. So It's been extremely one-sided recently with Clemson. You know, the other side of it, too, is that NC State not only has to play Clemson, but they have to play NC State shit. And if I've learned anything, it's that NC State shit always wins. And so I think Clemson wins this game. I think the fact that it's a 17.5 point spread is a little crazy. Uh, I think it's going to be a lot closer of a game than that. You know, NC State shit dictates that it's a close game up until the end, and then NC State fumbles it, or throws an interception, or misses a field goal, or one of those NC State shit kind of things. So I think Clemson will win, and I think it'll be significantly closer than the 17.5
0: point spread. Fair enough. I'm also taking Clemson, for what it's worth. That uh, I just... Uh... Granted, I think a lot of people look back and look at that missed field goal last year, but uh, it wasn't, uh, or was it two years ago? I don't even remember anymore. And that's kind of where my stance is on NC State. It doesn't matter. You didn't win, and you're not going to win this time. So, sorry, NC State fans. I know I work with a few of you. All right, next up, before we get into the personal picks, Tommy, our spread of the week, UCF, not UCF, USF, the other Florida team, is getting 33 points now, not even 32 and a half. Officially 33 over UConn, uh, <laughs> which seems a little crazy uh, given given what we know about that game. I'm taking the under because every time I pick the over, I get screwed up. Uh, up, but uh, Tommy, you're better gambler than I am. Who do you got? Or
3: uh well. What's really interesting about this is of the 130 teams that are ranked in the s Plus rankings, Connecticut is 130. Uh, they are also – they got there by being 130 on defense and 81 on offense. So they might score some points because USF really doesn't have that great of a, a defense, but they do have a good, solid offense. And with Connecticut literally having the worst – defense in the country i'm gonna to have to take the over on this one
0: wow okay um now i'm slightly more worried about my prospects but artem do you agree with tommy on this one yeah i'm gonna go with that that's a good reason <laughs> Th- thanks for your input artem so andrew over or under 33 points
1: I think UConn's absolutely horse shit, so I think it's going to be over.
0: Damn it. Why do I always pick the wrong side of these things? Oh, well, whatever. you got to
3: stop picking first.
0: I picked under. I'm sticking with under. All right. Anyway, so, and then the over-under on the Virginia at Duke game. So, we've got 45 points. So, that was the lowest over-under I could find. Tommy, correct me if I'm wrong. Could you find anything lower than that?
3: I don't think so.
0: Yeah, we picked a high last week with 81.5 points on that uh, UCF-Memphis game. Now I'm going for as low as possible. Virginia-Duke was as low as I could find. I'm going under because Virginia and Duke are both pretty terrible offensively. Andrew, I think uh, you said something similar before the cast got started?
1: Yeah, I think... I think this is going to be a low-scoring game because both teams are really good defensively. And, again, both teams are just kind of meh on offense. So I definitely think it's going to be under. Again, I think I said this is going to be like a 17-10 to 10 kind of game.
0: Okay. Artem, do you agree?
2: I think it's going to be over. I think uh, together, these teams average over 60 points per game. So I'm going to take the over.
0: All right. Tommy?
2: You know,
3: I think I'm going to have to take the over as well because I think Virginia's points allowed is a little bit... I mean, they played Louisville, and they only gave up field goal, so it's a little under what I think they're really going to give up. So I think I'm going to have to take the over on this one.
0: Hmm. Okay. So this is actually a split decision, one of our few on the week. All right. Well, that moves us into our personal picks. Artem, I'm going to go ahead and get yours out of the way if you've got enough. Uh, what are you? What's your personal pick on the week?
2: How'd you get one? You can get as many as you want. Nice. Okay, because this is America. Don't be a dictator. Let's see. I got... Arizona over Stanford. That's not a game.
0: Arizona State, you mean?
2: Arizona State, yep. The only Arizona That is game. a game. Excuse me. Arizona State over Stanford. Um, that might be stealing one from Tommy because it's Pac-12 after dark because it starts at 8 p.m. Um, I don't know if I should even call the TCU Oklahoma game, so I'm just going to skip that because we're going to pretend they're not a conference. Let's see, I got Tulsa. Over Arkansas at Arkansas. This is just going to be a shit fest. It's going to be exciting to watch at 11 a.m. It's a good one to wake you up. And then I have Auburn over Ole Miss. This is going to be a crazy game. Apparently, last game, Ole Miss had to start two running backs on defense because of how bad they are. So this is gonna be a good one to watch because it's a shit-fest Auburn team that can't figure out their stuff and half the team hates Jared Stidham and the other team half is okay with him because they have to play with him versus an Ole Miss team that has bodies but they can't football.
0: <laughs> I like how blatant that they just can't football at all.
2: To 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 be clear on defense. Their offense is putting up some crazy numbers. Quarterback of 2,200 yards, almost 2,300. Uh, running back, one of the top in the country. Reception, same thing. But defense, they're like, what? What defense? Coach, what do we do? And by the time they had finished saying that, it's a touchdown.
0: Okay, but you're still picking Auburn in this matchup.
2: Yeah, it's going to be a shit fest when I'm picking Auburn in this one. Okay. Surprisingly, all of these are at 11 a.m. except the Pac-12 After Dark. Hmm.
0: Well, Tommy, I'm going to let you pick next before uh, anybody else picks takes away your Pac-12 pick. So who who's your personal?
3: Uh, I'm going to go with USC and Utah. I think this could be a really great game. Uh, Utah right now, I believe, is favored. Uh, they are in the FPI Uh, I haven't seen a spread yet, but I think they're favored in this one. Overall, both teams are uh, um, fairly well matched. USC is kind of average on both offense and defense this season. It's not like they're, you know, just one side's terrible, and that's why they've lost two games. they they're they're both made mistakes. Utah's a very defensive, heavy team. Uh, They've got a very good defense. Uh, It's going to give USC fits all. Uh, game long that being said I think USC actually pulls it out um Utah's defense is predicated on stopping the rush and as great as Aka where it has been for Artem you gotta stop with the puns man you gotta stop uh As great as they've been, I think Amon St. Brown and JT Daniels uh, linking up a couple times uh, is going to be the difference here. I think their offense is able to get past that Utes defense and put up enough points to get a win here. The other game I'm going to pick, and I'll be a lot quicker on this one, is I got Kennesaw State beating Charleston Southern, and I got them putting up over 50 points for the third week in a row here.
0: Dang, man. You riding that Kensaw State train hard. But then again, they've they've oh, they've earned it, though. Sorry, I'm trying to write this down. Charleston Southern is a long name to write down, okay? Andrew, you can make your personal pick whenever you want. You don't have to just sit in silence.
1: I wanted to make sure that it was my time to speak so you wouldn't cut me off and silence me like you did last week.
0: Well, that was only because... Well, you know what? Just shut up and do your fucking thing, okay?
1: <laughs> uh, the game that I want to pick is actually a game that I'm not going to be able to watch on TV, and I'm kind of upset about it. It's the North Texas Mean Green at 6-1 and one at the UAB Blazers, who are 5-1. and one. This is a game that's going to go a long way in deciding Conference USA, and I really wish it was one I'd have a chance to watch. We've really seen what Seth Luttrell has done at North Texas, Mason fine... Slinging the ball all over the place, 16 touchdowns, one interception. And then, you know, we're really excited about what UAB was able to do, kind of resurrect themselves out of the ashes. The spread is one and a half. North Texas is a 56.9% favorite. I think North, North Texas wins because I think North Texas is probably the second best team in Conference USA, but I think it's a really close game. And I may see if there's some way that I can find to watch this one.
0: Isn't it going to be on ESPN Plus?
1: Um, it doesn't say that currently on the, the game preview, but
0: you might be right. I wouldn't Dude, be sure. Sh- Dude, it's, it's in Alabama. Just get
2: in your car. Dude, I'm, you not what, driving, I'm not driving. Six hours max? Bro,
1: it's six hours to Atlanta. Add in two and a half more hours. To, I'm not driving eight and a half hours to watch a game and then come back.
0: We're in North Carolina, jackass. <laughs>
1: you can fly there. <laughs> hey, you can, uh, Man, look at look at moneybags here talking about buying airplane tickets two days before the flight
3: i think conference usa has their own like live streaming subscription service and they have like a 24-hour pass
2: nice you can probably like, just follow yeah. unt for live tweets too and then just tell nice.
0: you or you could just go to reddit streaming services and find a stream of it
2: yeah but then i get
3: viruses and shit.
0: yeah i mean that
3: yeah and then you don't actually support anything and you're doing
2: illegal things and- that's on, on
0: that, that, sounds, <laughs> that sounds like a you problem. I don't know. All right. Anyway, so my, my matchups. Going down the long list. Hawaii placing down Nevada. I actually think that's going to be kind of an interesting matchup to see how Hawaii bounces back. But I will say Hawaii will win. Army over the good Miami. Um, I think this will be a good chance for Army to kind of show what they've got going down the line smu over tulane marshall over fiu or fau sorry in florida atlantic in a very high scoring affair iowa over maryland buffalo over toledo nebraska over minnesota to upset tommy a little bit coastal carolina over umass because i like all their gray colored uh, field even though i think they're playing at umass but who cares Western Michigan over Central Michigan in a low-key rivalry game this week, and Ohio over Bowling Green, and everything else was taken from me. So I hope y'all appreciate that. Okay. Any more? Hey, before we go,
3: can we talk about how Lane Kiffin offered an 11-year-old a scholarship?
0: By all means. Or do you want to talk about how Nick Bosa is going to bail? Uh, now let's just talk about talk about Lane Kiffen Go for it, Tommy.
3: Uh, so apparently, this is the second uh, person that he's offered, like young kid that he's offered a young scholarship to, and it happens to be Matt Leinert's son.
0: <laughs> well, I mean, I feel like that's the main reason why you uh,
3: get on Google, look it up. A 30-yard touchdown pass as an 11-year-old. And if you watch, like, what he does in his footwork and everything, I mean, he's obviously a Heisman Trophy winner's son in the way that he's playing. And I don't think it's a a bad move. But uh, we'll see. Just super interesting. 11-year-old throws a 30-yard touchdown pass and has a scholarship to FAU, which, since... Lane Kiffin has signed a uh, ten-year or uh, a ten-year extension.
2: He will be the FAU coach under and contract. That's just ignorant. Like, that's just ignorant. You know he's not going to be there for ten years. That's what's going to okay. happen? Is he's contracted time, that long. I know, but whenever Alabama's head coach retires or Clemson's head coach leaves to be Alabama's head coach and they need a coach, he's going to be like, "Hey kid, remember I offered you when I was at FAU and I was low." But now
0: I'm high. I come to my school. <laughs> Is that so? Wasn't
2: wasn't the the
1: previous kid David Sills the wide receiver at West Virginia? Because he was like a quarterback in in high school when he got offered when Kiffin was at USC. And then, like, you know, obviously everything fell apart, and the kid like ended up going to West Virginia as a wide receiver. I mean, he's he's pretty damn good receiver at West Virginia, but.
0: So wait, are you saying this is a good decision or a bad decision, Andrew?
1: I'm just saying it's 100 percent like in the lane Kiffin wheelhouse.
0: <laughs> Which you is know, to
1: be fair. To be fair, we are we you know we've seen most coaches have probably offered a, a a high school sophomore or even a freshman. I mean, I know for a fact that most programs have a, on some level done that. You know, it's a verbal offer. You can't send out um, written offers until. I want to say it's August before their senior year.
2: Yeah, it's August 1st, I think. That was a big yeah, year.
1: so it's it's all a lot of, you know, written offers, so who knows how real they are. And, again, it's, uh, you know, freshmen and sophomores are at least somewhat competing at the high school level. You know, you start getting into middle school, that's us just start getting weird questions. Of course, I think basketball does that a little more too as well.
0: Well, I think it has more to do with, Kind of like what we were talking about with the whole, uh, you know, UCF situation, where it's just like, you know, it's about who's, it's about making the biggest splash as far as publicity goes. Goes, and this is a great way to make a big splash. Yeah.
2: I don't know, but today's age media, I think it's a lot easier to look at kids of legendary athletes or Heisman winners and kind of see the same talent, see the same qualities in them, and be like. Why not offer this kid? What am I losing out on? Mm. Especially when you're to do that. Yeah. Fair enough. All right. And, and the key thing that he's doing is he's not doing it to everybody, right? He went out to a couple of those kids and he was like, Hey, I'm offering you a scholarship.
0: Yeah. So you theoretically, I, I don't know where he's even going to be coaching wise uh, uh, when this kid eventually graduates, but theoretically, the kid will be interested in him because he made a verbal offer. Is that right? Is that one?
2: At this rate, he's going to be at Nebraska, Tennessee.
0: <laughs> oh, God. They would not want him back. There is no way. All right. I- I'm done. I'm done. All right. Thanks, as always, to our listeners for tuning in. If you want to check us out, uh, uh, if you want to send us an email, you can shoot us a, one at towmeetsleatherpodcasts at gmail.com. And if check us out on Twitter at TML Podcast. All right, till next week. Have a good one. Bye everybody.